Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. It is the 210th edition of the show. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Hello, everybody. And this week on the show, we are going the ridiculous route. Ridiculousness. Ridiculousness, if you will. It's ridiculous. Um, edition of the show. Um, got a bicycle. Anyway. And that's ridiculous. That's not on my list because I just thought of it. But we are talking about what we think are five of the most ridiculous, each of us, five of the most ridiculous moments in pro wrestling. Not necessarily bad. It's not, This isn't the Hall of Shame. It's not necessarily bad if it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous is not a bad thing in wrestling. Not always. Sometimes, but not, not always. always. Um. And I want to thank anybody that um, gave me feedback or listened to the little pop-up episode of the show I did earlier in the week. I got pissed off about some stuff and recorded a short episode. Um, I might do that from now on. <laughs> it's a random Tuesday afternoon, and I'm pissed off about something I see on the internet. I might just record 15 minutes of me ranting. So be prepared for that if if you're uh, out and about listening to the show. But yeah, like I said, the topic of the day, topic of the moment that we're discussing here, ridiculous moments in wrestling. And Aaron, since you came up with the idea, do you want to go first with your number five? It doesn't matter to me, however you want to do it. You're the host, so we can do right that. Um, I have three that I love because of how ridiculous they are, and then two that are just, other than my honorable mentions, then two that are just... <laughs> Um, ridiculous in my point of view because they're just trash. So which one would you like first? Like, would you like a fun ridiculous or a this is complete and fucking butter garbage ridiculous? Start with a fun one. Alright, so we are going to go with what I think is the most ridiculous music video in the history of professional wrestling. And it is rock and roll hoochie coo. Sorry, mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> I know you've seen it. Yes. <laughs> Everybody seen it. And it is fucking ridiculous. He's Professor really... Peabody or whatever. <laughs> and I'm not and, and what I'm saying and like I'm not saying it's ridiculously bad. I'm saying it's so bad it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what did I just watch? That is insane. Like when it's just like ah, right at the beginning, and he's got like the fucking like tinsel wig and the and the glasses, and he's in all spandex. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And it, what is is that from eighty five? Uh, I, I, oh, I don't. I, I don't want to say it might not be. Here. It might. It might be later. It might be like eighty six or eighty seven. Because in eighty five. Even though they were doing TNT and stuff, they hadn't gotten into like what I call like the surreal, coked out shit that they would do, like Kentucky Fried Wrestling. You know, like wow. Because yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, one rock and roll. It's, it might be the same one that I have too. Yeah, but yeah rock and roll, ho rock and roll, hoochie coo, Mean Gene Okerlund. If you people have never seen this video, it's it's fucking insane, and it's it's Mean Gene. Rocking out with Derringer, and he's in a classroom, and uh, Mrs. Featherbottom or whatever her name is, she starts dancing on the table, and it's just it's it's pure insanity, but it's fantastic. There's a point where Gene's dancing, and they speed it up like times ten, so he's dancing like <laughs> super fast. And it's just like, uh, and it's Mean Gene doing his Mean Gene voice singing rock and roll hoochie coo, and I fucking love it. If I'm ever in a bad mood, I just watch it. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the. I was trying to look and see here because I know that it's on one of my. I was just scrolling through my. Because it's it's one of my like uh, what do you call? I don't know if they call it favorites or whatever on YouTube, but it's one of my like highlighted videos that's in a list or whatever um being gene rock and roll Uchiku? yeah i was just i know i was looking at the at my list at the video to see if it says what year it was actually released 
Let me see. But I, yeah, like I said, I know it's in well, my... I can tell you. I can tell you because I was like, I think I have it. And I have the cassette. It's okay. the Pile Driver. Pile Driver 2. So Pile Driver 2 came out in 1987. All right, yeah. 87. 87 was the height of that that shit, that insane shit with like stuff from the slammies and so yeah i can totally see that okay. it's on there with such great things as um crank it up by mean gene uh waking up alone with hillbilly jim and gertrude uh stand back with vince all kinds of shit girls in cars yeah it was a super fun fucking time, man. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's my number one. Let's see. Well, not my number one, but my first one. Your first one. Watch this. <laughs> Y'all can't see the video, but you can hear the audio. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. It is. It's absolutely ridiculous, but <laughs> I figured since I had it up, it's what fun. the hell? It's fun times. Well, the first one on my list. And, 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 oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, other than the outfit, like if you just want to imagine what the voice sounds like, like it's like imagine your your like uncle getting drunk at a wedding and there's karaoke and he's gonna sing rock and roll hoochie coo. That's what this is. Fantastic. <laughs> Very accurate. Um, the the first one on my list. Uh, and it's it's actually it's funny on my notes because it's just three words, but Nitsky kicks baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, oh, go ahead. No, you you explain. I I you, you can explain yours. I have to explain mine. Go ahead. I was just gonna say for those of you that don't know, it was back in I believe two thousand and four when Snitsky came into the WWF and uh, he came in originally as just, well, not as just, but cast as he was supposed to just be a jobber that, that Kane was going to squash. Well, he happened to be the guy that uh, accidentally cost Lita her baby. Yeah. This is WWF in 2004, everybody, which was Kane's baby. And we went through a subsequent thing meeting, Meeting Gene Snitsky. Yeah, should, should I have to subjugate myself to Kane's abuse? Kane's well, that's abuse. that's where it wasn't my fault came from. That you know, it wasn't his fault that he got pushed down on Lita or whatever and cost her the baby. Well, lo and behold, he, he turns out to be not such a nice guy. And at one point on Monday Night Raw, he brought out a little baby carriage with a little baby in it. And uh, as a way to mock Lita and Kane, he actually like punted the baby doll out into the crowd. <laughs> and the crowd doesn't react with like booze. <laughs> it's an audible, oh. oh. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like when uh, the, the crowd reaction is kind of like when, and this is going to be something only you and I remember, it's kind of like when Ken Shamrock called, uh, um, told uh, D. Lil Brown to shut his monkey ass up. And that crowd was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <laughs> well, and if you want to see um, one of the best reactions to Snitsky kicking the baby, um, WWE put out a uh, uh, DVD like the 50 most outrageous moments or whatever. I think I have it um, somewhere. And I don't think it's in the 
I don't think it's in the actual thing. I think it's in like the deleted content or whatever. But they show it to Lawler, and Lawler remembers it. And Lawler, like, you know, like sometimes when you watch those DVDs, you're like, oh, these guys are doing a put on or whatever, or they're hamming it up for the DVD. Like, he legitimately laughs his ass off at that. Like, he can't stop laughing. And he's talking and, like, basically saying how hard it was for him not to laugh like that when it actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) But it is the whole, the whole, the whole fit and caboodle is ridiculous from top to bottom. The whole Kane Lita pregnancy thing, it's all insane. But yeah, him punting it, baby. Nobody, that was like when that shit where nobody saw that coming. So yeah, it's 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 it, it's a good time, and would be something that that they never do now. If no, somebody oh punted no. a baby into the crowd, they'd get fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you got next? Uh, all right, I'll do. You want to do? Want me to do one of my? This one's not bad, good, but bad, bad. Sure. Um, it was just bad television. It was annoying to watch. Um, I don't know how anybody ever thought it was a good idea, even coming from WCW. But it is um, Rick Steiner arguing with the Chucky puppet. Uh, I almost put that on my list, but I was like, somebody else will have to have that on their list. It's one of the worst things that's ever been done on a wrestling show. Like yeah, it's worse than it's worse than Robocop. You know, it's worse than when WWE had Rampage Jackson act like he was uh Mr. T from the 18. It's worse than any of that because like this is a puppet. And it's not like it was like a stupid little skit like the Muppets show up at Raw. That's what I was in on the That's what I was about to say. Yeah. It it was the, that was what made it so stupid. You you totally can understand a wrestling promotion like a, the WWF or WCW wanting to, you know, get in uh, ad revenue dollars to promote a movie or whatever. And that's why WWE, you know, that that was one of the things they were doing in 2009 or whatever, when they had all the guest general managers and all that. They were just infusing income into the show or into the company. But it, it's totally different with the Chucky thing because like Rick Steiner was selling for Chucky. Like Chucky was one of the workers. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. as far as the promo and stuff, when it was, it was so yeah. stupid. Like they were acting like Chucky was real. Yeah. Like when the Muppets showed up, it was a cute little segment with like Seamus having an interaction with Beaker Muppet. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just, and, and, and it's not bad because every celebrity in the history of celebrities is, is, fucked around with not fucked around but you know what i mean like done shit with yeah. the muppets and they never so have acted, okay. they never have acted. now you're froze and anyway <laughs> your head's froze Yeah, like I said, it just looks it looks stupid. It made Rick Steiner look stupid. It made WCW look stupid to have him intimidated by by Chucky. I don't know if, if Rick Steiner would have been a been a Chucky, then it would have been a different thing. But this was live on Nitro. Yeah, it was bad. Just dumb, stupid shit. Should have never even happened. At least have, it on TV. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do it for like the live crowd or something, whatever, that should not have been a fucking segment. But anyway, go ahead. The uh, the next thing that I have for ridiculous, and we will try to get through this as quick as we can, folks, because I know we're having connection difficulties while we're uh, while we're talking. So I apologize for any audio audio bullshit. Any the audio may not be up to par as it normally is this week, but. But the next one I have is one, another one is kind of like the Snitsky thing that makes me laugh, and but it is ridiculous. It's it's um it's ridiculous because it's like old school 
old school campy comedy ridiculous. And the guy did a great job at it. And it is the way that JBL reacts to anything boogeyman. <laughs> you don't say boogeyman, but yeah, James, like, um, he was the, I think he's the guy that got it over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like before it was like a, like when he came in, like Simon Dean did a good job and he was like, what the, oh, you know, but it was just kind of like whatever. But JBL, who was supposed to be this big, bad, big, badass, you know, he would just be terrified of the boogeyman. And it was fan. And, and, um, like, like I said, I think he's the guy that got it over better than he anybody is. else. He is because he like didn't. Well, and none of it made none of it made JBL look dumb because when they were in the ring, having if they were having any kind of physical interaction in the ring, like wrestling each other, JBL would wrestle the boogeyman and he'd be beating him up and stuff. But it was this all the stuff that the extracurricular stuff, like. As Boogeyman's coming to the ring, JBL's like looking around for him or looking around for the worms or whatever. And he's, you know, just his, it, what made it was his physical comedy of, you know, the whole thing. He was, he, he did great physical comedy in that pantomiming. And I love the whole feud. Hey, like, they were like, oh, we got this girl Jillian and we saddled her with this gimmick with this thing on her face. We got to get out of it. What do we do? We're like, have the boogeyman eat it. <laughs> have the boogeyman eat the thing off of her face. Yes. <laughs> have boogeyman eat her disgusting mole. <laughs> like, I don't, whoever, whoever uttered that word, whoever that line and said, Oh, this Jillian, she's an attractive girl, and we want to give her a better gimmick eventually. We got to get this thing off her face. And somebody was like, Why don't we have Boogeyman eat it? <laughs> you know, Vince was like, they deserve, a fucking, they deserve a fucking award for that. <laughs> I don't know if it was Gurkowitz or not, but whoever came up with that fucking idea, they're a champ, man. That's a great fucking idea. It almost sounds like a Pritchard idea. Yeah, was he there? What was that? Two thousand six? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't think he was. There. I don't think he was there. I think it was between gigs thing. He might have phoned it in. Yeah, but yeah, that was I even know, when I he just, even I, I even when he wasn't there, he was there type of thing. But anyway, yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah, that. but that yeah, but that that is good shit. Uh, JBL like. JBL has this ability. He has this ability, and then it's I don't know if it's gonna even make sense when I describe it. But he has this ability to first of all, he has great facial expressions, like a he has a great dumbfounded face. And then he also has this ability to like take his body and he's almost like a like a like an emu or an ostrich or something. Like it all it's almost like the top half of his body can stretch out when he's trying to like react to something. I don't even know how to describe yeah. it other than what I'm if that if what I'm saying makes sense. He's very he's um uh, this he's he's also very um he's not as good as the guy I'm gonna say, but he's also William Regal esque in that aspect mm -hmm. of He's just good at pantomiming and 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 just you know he worked he worked in in an old school wrestling way of sometimes too like I'm like not just selling for the front row I'm gonna sell the guy all the way in the back yes you know what I mean yes. even though even though wrestling changed that when television came became a thing he still kind of held on to it you know what I mean. And also having nothing to do with ridiculousness, but just because I want to mention it, he's also like a super underrated color commentator. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so what's what's next on your list? All right, let's go with a good-hearted one. And it is a very quick clip. It's kind of like Snitsky punting the baby. Well, it kind of actually is because it's a it's a big person doing something to a little person, <laughs> and it is uh, 
WCW again, but this is Jeff Jarrett smashing Beetlejuice with his guitar on Nitro. <laughs> Beetlejuice, if I remember right, I think he's wearing a Superman outfit. I think he is. He with is. A cape. He's wearing a cape. And he goes, You slap nuts. <laughs> you slap nuts. You slap nuts. And Jared goes, What you say to me? You slap nuts. And then he just cracks him with the fucking paper mache guitar. And the little guy goes down. And Jared like calls him a bitch or whatever and walks away. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> you slap nuts. You slap nuts. <laughs> you slap nuts. <laughs> I know, but Jared does such a good job. <laughs> like he's dumbfounded at first. <laughs> like he's, like, he's all strapped at this little bitch. He's like, hey, you stop now. He's like, what did Coco be wearing to say to me? Because, <laughs> like, honestly, Jared's done nothing to Beetlejuice the entire show. They're just in the crisis in the hallway. And Beatles is just like, hey, you stabbed us. Stay to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he makes him repeat it. Yeah, and then he talks to the guitar. What was that? That's all. I was just going to say, that's also something else you could never do today. Oh, no. You couldn't hit a little midget person with the guitar. Ugh. Especially a little Big midget person. Especially a little midget, a little midget with a disability. No way. <laughs> Wait, a little black midget with a disability. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, can't do big it. Cast, big cast gets that midget, and they fire him. You slap that. You slap that. Hey, you slap that. Hey, you slap that. What'd you just say to me? <laughs> oh, go ahead. I love All that right. guy. Like, I like showing that to non-wrestling fans. I'm like, this is why I like wrestling. Watch this. <laughs> and every time they laugh their asses off. I don't know if they laugh harder at that. Oh. Or um, that little mech image that's dressed up like dressed up like the monkey that gets do- drop kicked off the side of the apron. You're seeing that thing? <laughs> oh God, yes. It's a Lucha yeah. Libre legend. Yeah, I don't know which. I I show those to people. I don't know which one they laugh harder at: Beetlejuice or the little monkey. <laughs> but I'm like, that's wrestling. That's why it's great. You ain't gonna see that on fucking NFL. <laughs> Go ahead. Your next one. My next one is <laughs> my next one is ridiculous because it's stupid. So and it's almost, I mean, it's it goes into the realm of of the and again, this is pro wrestling, and we know that all these there's all kinds of crazy shit that's been done over the years and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. There was a time, for those of you that don't know, where to hype up matches. For pay-per-views, WCW was doing mini movies, and they had like they had okay, <laughs> for example, they had one where Sting and Jake Roberts were going to have a spin the wheel make the deal match, and they have Sting go into like a bar. There's all these people with Jake Roberts, and actually, to be honest with you, other than the way it was kind of shot. And the fact that they said they had a to-be-continued in it, it almost could have carried itself as just a segment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was car- more cartoony, but, I mean, we had times during the Attitude Era where Vince McMahon went into bars looking for Stone Cold Steve Austin. So that one I can we almost recently let... Had, we just recently had a Boneyard match. Yes. So that one I could let slide because it was almost plausible. But the the one that I just can't accept is the the fucking boat explosion one. That's on my honorable mentions, by the way. Yeah, Vader and Sid were going to face Sting and the British Bulldog. I think it was at Bash at the Beach or something. And they have this whole movie, Beach Blast, back then. Bash at the Beach, sorry. You're right, it's Bash at the Beach. That's when they changed it. But go ahead. 
But yeah, so they're going to have a match, a tag team main event at the pay-per-view. And they did the mini movie. And if they would have just done the mini movie where you have Vader and Sid show up on the beach and like beat up the bulldog and sting, that's fine. That's well within the realm of everything. The thing that makes this thing ridiculous and stupid is, and those of you that haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. You can find it. They have like, they have cutaways like it's a movie. The story of the movie they're trying to tell is ridiculous. They have a midget. Back to midgets again. Cheat. Yeah, Cheatham the midget. Not only does he he swim to go put a bomb on the boat, but we get a POV shot. Like, like we're inside his scuba gear watching him swim toward the boat to put the bomb on it. The acting it. He has a dorsal fin. Don't forget that, too. As we're describing it, you probably don't even need to see it to to realize how stupid this was. It was just so stupid. Sid's wearing flip-flops. I bet, I bet before they did that, Harley Race was probably like, for everything I ever did as the king in the WWF, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my career. Yeah. <laughs> At least with and the king, like, at least with the king, he was still portrayed. He just had to put on the ridiculous, the ridiculous crown and the cape. He was still portrayed as a wrestler. And anybody can be like, I'm. Any sport can be like, I'm the king. You know, like yeah. he might not wear the outfit, but like LeBron James called King James. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. that's just a thing. But and boxers wear fucking crazy outfits to the ring. You know, before UFC became what it is, those guys used to wear crazy outfits to the ring. That's what I'm saying. And, but this is just fucking stupid. The acting's bad. It's just, it, it's no good all the way around. Just yeah. all bad. And like you said, I could imagine maybe like, it, like staying going to a biker bar to, to, like confront Jake Roberts or people do get insomnia and get lost or not insomnia. Um, amnesia. Amnesia and get lost and don't know where they're at. That is a thing. It happens. But this is just, it's stupid. But yeah, that was the next one on my list. But just so, in case you guys don't want to watch it, don't worry. Sting and Sting and Davy did not get exploded, and they saved the children, and everything was all right. <laughs> and everybody made it to the arena on time. But nobody was arrested for attempted murder, even though it was on film. No, I got another one of attempted murder coming up, but we'll get to that in just a minute. The year next. All right, it might be the same one that I got. Is it a WCW incident? No. No? Okay. No. Mine's an attempted murder one. Um, so do you want my ridiculous... I only have two left on my on my main list. So do you want ridiculous bad, ridiculous good? Let's go with a ridiculous bad. The ridiculous bad is once again we're in WCW land and it is the Kobo Hall fall. It's the giant oh. falling off the Kobo. How, how did I not put that one on my list? It's two men, Hulk Hogan and, and Andre the Giant. The Giant. Um, first, they're having a monster truck match. Monster truck sumo match. Uh, if that's not bad enough, Hogan ends up beating the Giant in the sumo monster truck match. They get out of the trucks. They start fighting. They fight to the edge of the Kobo Hall, Kobo Arena, whatever you want to call it. And as they're fighting... The giant plummets to his demise off the side of the And Now they don't know what's going to happen with the main event. Like, they're worried about that. The show continues. Uh, this Halloween Havoc. And we get to the main event. What are we going to do? The giant, he's, fall off, he's fallen off. He's fallen off in the Detroit River or whatever. And he comes out unscathed 
perfectly fine and ends up defeating Hulk Hogan by disqualification. And then to add on to that, the Yeti then shows up and uh, butt fucks Hogan. And yes. that's how yes. that's how we go off the air. <laughs> the Yeti and the Yeti and the giant DP Hogan. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so there's there's two there's three things I want to say about this. First of all, once he comes out to do the match, they no sell it. They completely and they never. I don't think they ever even talk about it. Get it on Nitro. They realized how fucking stupid it was once they did it. Third, secondly, the other like I guess I guess amusing thing about it is at this time, reputable, very reputable. Ring announcer Michael Buffer was doing the announcing for WCW in the ring. So when the giant comes out, he goes, and the challenger who is miraculously still alive. And like he's just like, it's so funny. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, not too well, long after this, not too long after this, they could have explained how the giant lived. Because not too long after this, Loch Ness makes his debut. So they could have. Loch Ness was swimming, swimming to the states. He fell on Loch Ness. He fell on Loch Ness, and Loch Ness rowed him to shore. It's fantastic. <laughs> My story's better than theirs. <laughs> Bobby Heenan even said that he was like, "I told him that she should come out. And he should have like a a big fish in his tights." And the cane that he fell in the little, river. Still, little seaweed hanging from his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Least, Even though falling least, off a building into the river would still fucking kill you. If you, well, I was what I was about to say though, that's probably Bobby's look at it. Like he's a he's a wrestling guy, so if you're gonna do something so ridiculously stupid, fucking take it all away. You know what I mean? You own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe these people are too stupid to realize that if you hit the river, you're still gonna die anyway. Because it's just like hitting concrete. But yeah, it's just, um, it's all bad. And it leads to like him falling off the building, leads to just like a a domino effect of just hot trash. We like, like I said, like the Yeti comes out of this. And it's just, it's all, all bad. One of the dumbest Solomon, things that's ever been my done. Son. One of the dumbest things that's ever been done on fucking. Any only like I remember, I remember going to school the next day, and everybody in school like, "Did you see that stupid fucking (laughs) shit?" (laughs) And we're in like middle school, and we're like, "That was the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen." (laughs) The only good things to come out of the Dungeon of Doom are now, however many years later, looking back on it as campy comedy and being able to laugh at it. Of course, that's fun. But the only other thing that was good that came out of it, there's n- there's almost nothing cooler in 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 wrestling, and I'm not going to even comment on him as a wrestler because I've seen very little of it. But man, is there there's almost nothing cooler in the history of wrestling than Curtis Iakea's voice? Yeah, I love um, that. I love that dude's fucking man. I love his fucking voice. And I know we talked about him falling off the building and everything, but we got we got Paul White out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just saying in general, like if you watch if you watch the Dungeon of Doom, there's there's little funny things. There's no Hulkamaniacs here. Like there's stuff now where you can look back and go, "That's fucking stupid," but it's funny. <laughs> oh, it's not hot. Yeah, it's cold or whatever. It's cold. Or when Vader shows up, uh, Vader shows up to save him, and he's just in his out. He's just in his tights, like yeah. like the the dungeon is somewhere in the arena. <laughs> yeah, so stupid. <laughs> oh god, so, it's so fucking bad. Dungeon of Doom is one of the worst fucking things. And like I said before, if they wouldn't have taken it to like that extreme like if it would have just been kevin sullivan having this like cabal of freaks around him yeah and it was like in like the he, arena like, and stuff, like he did in florida I don't think it, I, I, yeah it wouldn't have been so bad 
but it's like when you start putting in like him falling off a building and this fucking yeti which is actually a mummy exploding from an iceberg it's like what the fuck is going on like i i don't know if they would have taken it just like i said put it in the arena and what it would have been so it would have been bad but it wouldn't have been like shitty Cring- bad you yeah, know what cringeworthy I mean? yes yeah well more attempted murder next on my list Next thing on my list is not only stupid, but it is also a little bit funny because of the way it's shot. And it is Kane setting Jim Ross on fire. <laughs> like it's 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 so it's so stupid because like you said with the one thing, nobody nobody ever arrested Kane for attempted murder, but it's like <laughs> J- JR's on his belly and he's on fire. He's like, ah, 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 and the screaming. Isn't he back like two weeks later? I something? don't remember. To be honest with you, a lot of that I just I don't I don't watch a lot of that a lot. You know what I mean? Like as much as I do like '90s stuff. Um, so I can't remember exactly what the time frame. It's funny. I type Kane sets on YouTube and immediately it says Kane sets JR on fire. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to, I, well, I just wanted the, the folks that maybe have not ever heard it to hear the sounds of Jim Ross on fire. So if you have more to say about it while I let this load, um, it's just Vince McMahon. Enjoyed setting Jam Ross up to do these one-on-one interviews with these guys that he's going to get down to the bottom of it. And then they just end up beating the shit out of him or setting him on fire or whatever. Yes. And it it's like, I don't even think they did a thing where like JR was like, like, I don't even think they did a thing where JR was like, I don't want to. I don't want to press charges on him or anything. It was just like, well, he tried to set the guy on fire and it didn't work. So is what it is. So, all right. So the, essentially, like Aaron said, this is just like, if you've ever seen like you know, a sit down interview, they start this out. Like it's supposed to be like, just like a sit down sports type interview. Kane eventually gets pissed at Jr. throws him on the floor. So Jr. is on his belly right now. And I'm going to start the video here. Hey, listen to me. Somebody oh, there. Austin's trying to down. keep him from not doing it. Put it down, Kane. Dumping gasoline on JR. You as a crew member. Listen to me, Kane, you sick son of a bitch. Please, Kane. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. He's lighting the matches. Put it down, Kane. And he lit JR on fire. It's so bad. (laughs) Somebody get somebody in there. I mean, at least they didn't like char him. Like they didn't let it go too long. Well, (laughs) what's 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 funny that I kind of forgot. It, well, I guess it, I just kind of, I don't know, like earlier I said, ah, ah, but I noticed a couple of times in there, JR was actually yelling the word ow, 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 <laughs> ah, ow, it's so stupid. <laughs> and you can, you can obviously see it's not Jim Ross. It's like a stunt man or something. that's actually been set on fire, but it was just, I don't know. That's at the height of the the afterbirth of the attitude era or the end of the attitude era where it's like it's not the attitude era anymore but they're still trying to it's just like we've pushed the envelope so far that now everything we're doing is just fucking stupid yeah it's like the it's the time between um attitude and uh, ruthless aggression yeah yeah well, and actually, no, I'll say this. At this point, SmackDown is already in Ruthless Aggression. 
but Raw is okay. still like doing shit like Katie Vick, this stuff with Kane setting JR on fire, um, the lesbians, you know what I mean? Like, just that it was actually they, they actually flashed on Monday Night Raw, the lesbians. That's just what these two women yes. were called. Hey, what a tag HLA. team, the lesbians, HLA, hot lesbian action. And they weren't even that hot. <laughs> <laughs> One looked like Fran Drescher. <laughs> All right. So All right. what's numero what's numero uno for you? All right. And I left this for last because it's some of my favorite things that's ever happened in, in professional wrestling. And it's Two different things, and I'm going to jam them together because it's kind of the same storyline or whatever. And it is uh, Fuji General and Fuji Vice. Ah. <laughs> Some of the greatest shit they ever did. <laughs> I love Fuji General. Like, everybody talks about Fuji Vice, and that's fine because that's funny, too. But Fuji General is fantastic. It's so They're so fucking bad. And they just keep looking at the camera, like it, it's. It, and if you guys don't know what, we're ta- what I'm talking about, it's it's Don Morocco and Mr. Fuji, and they're gonna go to Hollywood and they're gonna make a name for themselves and be actors on the on the on the small screen, and they are fucking horrible. Yes, and they pick the two best guys to do it with. Morocco has the best fucking cadence of like that's his natural cadence of his voice, you know what I mean? And Fuji can't talk, <laughs> so it's like the two perfect guys to do this bad acting with. And if you guys have never seen it, yell yourself to watch it because it's it's w it's that WWF comedy that most people hate, but I think it's fun. Like how do I say it? Most people say they hate. The secretly love. Yeah. Well, and, and I was just, I was just about, I was just about to say, you said, you said Fuji, you know, like you mentioned, I don't know what you exactly said about Fuji like being terrible, but the greatest thing about it is like, okay, so Don Morocco is acting like a bad actor, you know? He, he he realizes what he's doing and he's acting he's acting like a bad actor he knows he knows the gimmick he knows what's going on here the greatest thing about those things is mr fuji is literally just there like he's not even acting like he's bad <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like he's just being mr fuji and it's fucking great and um I don't know if this would be count. I, I'd count this in this era too, but I was more talking about the TV shows they're trying to do. But them doing their stand-up routine is one of the greatest fucking segments in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Talk about some tropical stuff. I mean, <laughs> topical stuff. <laughs> Hurricane. Oh, Gene fucking loses it. Gene fucking do, like him and <laughs> like that's not him. That's not him. Like, you know, hee haw laughing for the fucking oh, no. that is him like this shit is so funny. Like he's like, This is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my that life. Was, that was <laughs> locker room laugh. Yeah. And like I said, for Fuji Vice, if you guys have never seen Fuji Vice or Fuji General or Morocco Fuji doing stand up, you owe it to yourself to fucking watch it because it's some of the funniest shit in the history of that company. Love it. So my last one is from 1987. We were just talking about it earlier. Kind of goes back, actually goes back to the to the same the same thing as the rock and roll hoochie coo with Mean Gene. So it's funny because we kind of um, sandwiched this thing with with that. It is from the Slammys, 1987. Watching all the coked out WWF superstars. Performing, if you only knew. Yeah. Have you 
Have you um, ever seen it? Oh, I have. I had I had Vince I had Vince stand back as one of my backups. But, okay, yeah, that and that's that's the same episode. Too. But, but yeah, I, the, the, the if the if you only knew thing cracks. I think to myself, half of these guys don't even want to be doing this, and the other half are coked out of their fucking mind. <laughs> and. Uh, it's funny because, like, yeah, they don't want to be doing it, but it's like you're also making more money than you ever made in your entire life. Yeah. And um, and it's just it's just fun, you know. And like the whole slammy thing was just fun. Like I liked when they had them like all arriving in the different cars, and it was mm-hmm. it was just cool shit. Like we should we could do like an entire thing on the fucking slammies. Do you? We could. Do you want to watch it a little bit of it? That's fine. The the listeners won't be able to see it, but you'll be able to hear it. Go go look up WWF Slammy Awards 1987. Uh, WWF. Actually, I put I just put in WWF. If you only knew music video. Um. But just just for us to laugh at for a minute here. Rattle off some of the wrestlers that are on the screen. I feel like I feel like uh, Chris Zellner and David Bixen span right now. I'm just bringing up. Sorry, I was just gonna quickly mention my last two honorable mentions. Anyway, King Kong Bundy. Bundy's got a bow tie. He's digging. That's a good thing about it. <laughs> Of a man, I just gets it. Nightheart definitely gets it. Rude does not want to be there. No. You know Jimmy Hart does. Oh, Jimmy Hart's got a boner, probably. <laughs> Look at demolition. Look at demolition back there. Looking uncomfortable. <laughs> Virgil, <laughs> that's great shit, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Rude's like this. Is this is fucking stupid. <laughs> he doesn't mind doing it. Neither does he. He's on coke. Either coke or Twinkies. Coke filled Twinkies. You know, Dynamite Kid did not want to be there. Oh, no. Maybe he loved it, probably, with Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, if I'm going to be in this, you're going to stand me behind Hulk Hogan because he's going to be on the camera the most. Well, you know, Coco loved it. Oh, yeah. So ridiculous. Dude, that way he's not even trying. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the guy in the history of the business right there that did both of them the best. It was Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase is the best guy ever to be a legit old school territory wrestler and then completely embrace the ridiculousness of the WWF 80. You know what I mean? Like he fucking, yeah. he embraced it. He said, yeah, you got it, buddy. And you know, he just, he, he's the guy that I, I honestly say overall he did, he did wrestling and sports entertainment equally as good as anybody that ever did it. Yeah, and another thing that helped him too, I think, is that like a lot of guys when they'd get there, they'd make them like I don't want to say it like I don't want to say dumb down, but they WWF them, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But they didn't do that with him. Like he was still allowed to go out there and have yeah. like, best or yeah. second best match on the fucking card. He, you know? What yes, I mean? he had the gimmick, but once the bell rang, but when the and bell rung, he did. Yes. He did traditional and technically. Wrestling. And technically, 
if you think about it, technically, other than the suits, once the bell rang, other than the dollar signs on the side of his tights, they still let him keep the same look he'd always had too. Just black tights, yeah. black boots. It wasn't like it wasn't like he didn't have like like big money like like <laughs> you get what yeah. I'm saying. Like his tights yeah. weren't flashy or anything. He was still. They didn't put him in a he big, ripped like, the pants off, and then it was time they, to go to work. They didn't put him in a singlet that looked like a five hundred dollar bill or something. Yeah, he wasn't like a Batman villain. He was just a guy that had a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and and it worked. But I do. I just think he um, was he was the guy that on either way, whether it be territory like mid south or WWF. And actually, you got to give Duggan some credit for that too, because he also embraced that shit. Yeah, but he wasn't as good as Ted. No, no, no. Once he got to the WWF, he, you know, he he did dumb down his in-ring, but but anyway, did you want to go through a couple of honorable mentions or are we done? Do you have any? Mm-mm. Because I only have two and they can be real quick. The one I don't know if you've even ever seen it, because it's not even like a WWF or WCW thing. And it's USWA, and I think and you know what's you you know what's funny. I don't mean to uh, cut you off, but when I was writing my okay. list, I kind of I was like, ah, I think I'm just gonna stick to WWF and WCW because there's so much Memphis that I could bring up for being fucking ridiculous. Yes. But no, go ahead, go ahead. And the, and this isn't even like this isn't even like early Memphis. This is like. Like late, where they're almost closing down. Um, and he like said, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but have you ever seen where Jerry Lawler had his little talk show and he was going to present Kamala Sings? Yes. It is fucking ridiculous. They <laughs> <laughs> hold me back. And, and like he's gonna prove that Kamala Kamala sings, and Bill Dundee doesn't think he can, and Kamala does a horrible job lip syncing his own song. Like Kamala is lip syncing a song that he actually recorded, and then Bill Dundee ends up coming out and and hitting Kamala with a guitar. Because, the Kamala barely sells it, and he's just confused. And it, 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 it's something that has to be seen to be understood one hundred percent. But it is—it's one of those good, bad, ridiculous things, in my opinion. I love it. It's um, sorry, I'm uh sing live here today i promise you kamala's gonna sing live well, here. we'll put you up to that king but i believe he's lip singing oh you don't know anything dundee you know what coco beware you've been running around trying to apologize well i'm not an idiot so i'm not gonna fall for any of your tricks kind of fast forwarding through here folks jerry and jimmy jerry and jimmy show and now ladies and gentlemen singing live for the first time ever on network television Let's welcome Kamala live right here. He's in a suit, but he's still Kamala. Yes. Yes. And then he gets cracked with a guitar by Bill Dundee. 
But I love how he's just like, hey, hey, we're, we're, we're. <laughs> like he's not actually. <laughs> He's lip syncing his lip syncing his own song. It's fucking stupid. But the last thing, and then like I said, we can cut it off. And like I said, I almost put it on my on my notes, and like like you said with JBL, it was like old school, like physical comedy or whatever. Mm -hmm. The thing that I'm about to talk about, I think, is the most Looney Tunes thing that's ever happened in wrestling. And it's the uh, million dollar contest with Vince. (laughs) When the light falls. Yes. And he's freaked out for a second. Then the stage collapses. It's the rubbish. (laughs) The rubble. And he's like, I'm all right. I'm all right. And then the fucking thing falls on him. It's the most Looney Tunes scene in the history of professional wrestling. It's, it's, (laughs) they had an obsession in like, in like 2007, 2008, trying to kill Vince McMahon. Like, I'm sure that was Vince's obsession. Like, we we gotta kill me as many times as we yeah. can. I need. It's like like you said, it's Looney Tunes. It's like Wiley e. Coyote. How many times can you kill Vince McMahon? <laughs> but that one is the best, oh, right? Because it's like first the light falls, and it's like, oh well, that must have just been an accident. And then the stage falls down. And he's gonna get somebody. Cause he gets somebody. And like, everybody oh. doesn't think he's gonna. And he, he pops okay. up, and he's like, "I'm okay. I'm okay." <laughs> Everything's fine, it's and really then for funny. absolutely no re for absolutely no reason that big thing just falls on him. It's so funny. I'm okay. <laughs> Everything's all right. Everything's okay. Like the commentators are like, "Oh, he's all right. He's up. He's good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> Everything's all right." And then he gets fucking crushed. The only reason I didn't put it, the only reason I put it in my honorables is because I thought, like, I thought you'd have it on yours. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's so fucking great. It, yeah. If it wouldn't be him getting it, like, if it would have been the light file and then the trust thing fell on him, it'd be like, oh, that's all right. It's the, I'm okay. Everything's I'm okay. all right. <laughs> Fine, I'm okay. <laughs> Nothing to say here. Nobody worry. Nobody worry. That's what makes it the best. It's him getting up and being like, everything's fine. <laughs> and the commentators are like, oh, he's good. He's safe. All right. He's all right. He's good. We're good. It's okay. <laughs> oh. But they did. Like They were like... like Okay, so they did the they did the and and we'll sign off here in a second, but it was like they did the limo exploding thing, and then obviously the Benoit thing totally shot all of that out of the water. So they were like, All right, well, we can't have Vince McMahon be dead because you know some real death tragedy happened. But then it was like for like the next two years. After after the Ben shit settled down, it was like Vince got this hard on for we gotta kill me. <laughs> we gotta go back to it. We gotta kill me. Uh, just him standing up is so fucking good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll end it on that note. Yes, we yeah. will. Thank you, Aaron, for joining me for this ridiculous edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, everybody, right now, I am um, I am taking in the uh, I'm getting the nomination ballots for the uh, Hall of Fame for this year. Those are coming in. Deadline for those those is the 13th. After I get all those, we will have the official ballot of 25 for the class of 2023 We Can't Wrestle podcast Hall of Fame. So I'm looking forward to that. That being said, stay tuned. We'll come up with another five. We'll come up with another, probably a non-wrestling one next time. Top five list. We've already got a match that Aaron has suggested in the in the chamber to review, and another top five list coming up on the next show. That being said, we'll see y'all next time. And thanks for listening 
for the We Can't Wrestle podcast, everyone. Have a great week.